Welcome back to another episode of Generally Assembled, your favorite Pennsylvania House Republican podcast. Uh, Jason Dodd has been joined by Neil, Neil Lesher and the uh, lurking eyes of Steve Miskin, who is... Judging uh, us. Yeah, in the back here, but refused to participate. So, uh, all right. Well, look, a lot of things happening around the country I think we, we need to talk about, Neil. Sure. Did you hear about this one coming from San Francisco? Uh, I I'm not even going to play the game. It's just coming yeah, yeah, yeah. from San Francisco. Go ahead. Well, did you hear about it? I did. This thing? I get the 5 a.m. Uh, MSN emails from Steve Miskin. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, San Francisco went through this whole thing about where they were going to re- redo their, their uh, waste program, so trash and recycling. Right. And one of the things that they did, which came to light uh, in the last week, was they developed or they were submitted a prototype trash can that cost $20,000 to make. Right. In search of the perfect trash can. In search of the perfect trash can. Now, I mean, knowing San Francisco, it cost so much because it was releasing violent criminals on the street and <laughs> advocating for cash bail. Right. And believe it or not, that trash can was named Chesa Boudin. <laughs> <laughs> Human trash. Yeah. Uh, but he was recalled, thankfully, and they didn't continue on with that uh, that plan. But, you know, look, I think this just goes to underscore some of the major problems in our major cities. Um, One-party rule is bad for uh, everybody. We see that in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. with Democrats controlling both chambers of Congress and the White House. You know, inflation's up. Crime in our major cities is out of control. They're engaged in an Orwellian, quote-unquote, Inflation Reduction Act, which just crushes jobs, uh, increases taxes on middle-class families, and forces socialized medicine on, uh, on, on Americans. They declare themselves sanctuary cities. Yeah. But the mo- the minute that the open border crisis comes to their city, they start calling for the National Guard to come in and protect them. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And let's just look what's happening in Philadelphia right now. You know, 2021 saw a historic number of homicides in the city of brotherly love. And I don't think anybody anticipated that things could get any worse. Flash forward to 2022, we are on pace to exceed Philadelphia's historic murder rate. Every weekend, all, all you hear is another bloody weekend in Philadelphia. And it's very interesting to watch Police Commissioner Outlaw and D.A. Krasner have this philosophically, diametrically opposed view of law enforcement uh, in the city. Even the New York Times came in and did a piece about how everybody has a gun in Philadelphia. Everybody's armed. The, the city is awash in firearms. And that's, you know, because nobody's actually cracking down on anything. You know, I thought it was interesting, former D.A. Seth Williams recently had a, a piece in Broad and Liberty that the way that you make sit the city of Philadelphia safe again is to do what was done in the past and make owning and possessing firearms illegally like kryptonite. Mm-hmm. If you have one, you basically, it's, 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 I'm not saying it's a death penalty, but it's, the, the penalty is so high you're disincentivized from doing it. Because look, this wasn't how it always was, right? I remember going to a time in Philadelphia where I felt safe. Right. Yeah, even, yeah. <clears throat> even up in the last five years. I, I didn't fear for my safety in Center City. I didn't fear for my safety uh, when out in, in other places throughout uh, Philadelphia. I mean, you know, they have some neighborhoods that are perpetually bad, but you never had to worry about going out at night in places like Center City and major major tourist attractions. That's not the case anymore. Yeah, I mean, the last couple times I was in Philly, I mean, right there in Center City, it's just open drug use. You see these people like kind of walking down the street looking like zombies almost because they're so drugged out. 
and it doesn't make you feel safe. You know, you hear about carjackings and, and shootings, and I don't know if you follow, there's a new newish Twitter handle, uh, Philly Crime Watch. I, I do follow it. Followed it. Yeah. I mean, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, you know, I'll follow that, maybe see some of the major events going on in Philadelphia. I mean, the, the, the number of times that that Twitter account posts per day, it's at least a dozen times a day, with various police being called for a shooting here, police being called for a shooting there. I mean, it's terrifying to, to actually kind of watch that in real time and get a sense of what it's like day in and day out in Philadelphia. Yeah, and I think that just goes to show, you know, look, there's, you know, you're talking about the city council putting back stop and frisk, uh, you know, doing things to try to crack down on violent crime within the city because it's, it's again, it's not the fact that there aren't tough on crime laws, it's the enforcement of the laws on the books. And when people feel like they can get away with committing crimes and there's not going to be uh, any accountability, and we're not talking about just arrests, because I know the DA's office does like to point to uh, the number of arrests and number of people charged. Well, once you're charged, you still have the rest of the entire criminal process to go through. And those charges can be dropped. They can decide not to prosecute. They can make a deal that puts you back on the street. And, you know, I, I think I've, I've read a number of things. We have people who are on the streets currently committing violent crimes that have been arrested and put back on the streets four, five, six times. Uh, even some of those have been charged and, and convicted of crimes, but they just make deals with the DA's office and they get back on the street. You know, that's just not how it's supposed to work. And when you're just you're incentivizing criminal behavior by not punishing it. Punishing? All right. Yeah, punishing's a word. <laughs> I feel like there should be another I in it, like punishing, punishing. That is no, not a word. <laughs> that is not a word. It's kind of like in my mind when I try to count the doot-doot-doos in the baby shark, it comes out to a different number every time. Now, the official version of baby shark has six doo-doo-doos in between. You know, baby shark, doo 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 doo, -doo. But when you go and count them, it comes out to be a different number almost every time. You're like, how could there be six doo-doo-doos in there? Yeah, it's like the number of S's in Mississippi. Well, no, that stays static. Yeah, but, you know, we, you do baby shark, doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Six. You're, well, you think it's it's six, but then you know you go baby shark do 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 do. I got five right there. Sometimes I get four. Sometimes I'll get seven. Uh, yeah, it just depends. Of course, when you're a parent and you're going through the baby shark phase, yeah, you're not really that. sleeping a lot. Having a toddler is really taking a toll on you. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um, well, do you know that like now? Th so it's not just baby shark. There's baby T Rex. There's uh, there's all sorts of. It's like crack for kids. Kind of, you know, somebody should come up with a baby Fetterman who just sits in his house all day and makes TikTok videos. I, I just, I thought John Fetterman was a baby. I mean, he gets all that money from his parents. Yeah, and, true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Trust you know, fund baby. Yeah, he can't, uh, he can't do anything on his own. You can't know. string a sentence together. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> well, you know, anyway, talk about Baby Shark is great. Uh, and, and I could talk about it all day long, Baby T-Rex and, and, and all that stuff. But, um, you know, back to the issue at hand. Uh, you know, this isn't a problem, the, the violent crime in, in Philadelphia, and even out in, out in Pittsburgh, you have no Ed Ganey now calling for uh, the state to end its uh, municipal pre preemption of municipal gun laws, which, by the way, just want to clarify for everybody, the state preempts all municipal laws. Right. Just like the federal government preempts all state and municipal laws. Yeah. It's, it's a well-settled constitutional principle, uh, and that's so that you don't have all of these patchworks uh, of different rules and different reg regulations, kind of like you, know, you ever go to like Indiana, where each county is different with the the time zones. 
yeah. with, the, with daylight savings time. Uh, yeah, I know. What you're talking and you don't about. Know, you don't know you don't know what time it is. Right. That's that. It's to prevent stuff like that. I don't know how they get away with this time this time stuff. That was in a West Wing episode. Did you ever watch West Wing? Well, it is. And actually, my 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 family experienced that recently, where they were you know my wife's uh, originally from Indiana, and they were going to go meet a friend, in a in so they were up in the South Bend area, and they were going to go down in the Valparaiso area. Did to, they meet Mayor Pete? No. Okay. Not 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 this time. They for, my wife forgot to change the clocks because Val, Valparaiso is in a county that had the time that was different. So they ended up being there an hour early. Oh, well, and, better than an hour late. Well, yeah, but you would think so. But given, you know, as we just said, having a toddler at home. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, you, you plan all this stuff. Like, you know, having a toddler and trying to coordinate schedules. Like, it's every, every single day, it's like trying to you know, like tur- turn the keys on like a nuclear sub or something like that. Like everything has to fall into place at the exact right time in order to make anything successful. If it doesn't happen in the exact right time, you're not, it's going to be a terrible day. So that just starts off with like, you know, now, now your time is completely off by an hour. So like, you know, you start off right away. First thing day, day is totally, totally blown because you've screwed up your kid's schedule. But anyway, going back to, um, the, the safety stuff, as I've tried to do already, and now I'm totally focused on my family, so um, I just love them so much. Uh, it's not a problem <laughs> that the state is you immune to. You want to talk uh, about the Wiggles or anything else? Or? No, we're not the Wiggles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we've, we've taken significant steps in the state budget to uh, address the issue of crime and violence head-on. Yeah. Um, actually, we use... You, know, you work for the Appropriations Committee. Why don't you tell us about that? <laughs> <laughs> Here, take the ball. Um, yeah, actually, well, we used a lot of the federal... We used a good chunk of the federal ARPA money that we had left to put into violence prevention, gun crime prosecution, local law enforcement grants. You know, of course, we have the existing violence prevention, put money into school safety and mental health. Um, you know, trying to get to safer communities here in Pennsylvania, because I think that's what we all want. Hopefully, those dollars will be put towards programs that will, um, you know, improve safety. We'll, we'll keep guns off the street. We'll, we'll, you know, mentor young folks about a better way of going about things and, and resolving disputes and, and that sort of thing. I think one of the things that, that the budget does, which has been very helpful, is a lot of this mental health uh, early intervention in mental health. So not only increasing mental health accessibilities in schools, uh, which reduces stigma early on for, for receiving mental health treatment and preventing later life issues, um, but also you know now putting more resources into care with that funding directed by mental health professionals uh, who can best direct that to make sure that you know as we're trying to prevent people with mental health issues, as we talked about before, nobody that's completely mentally well wakes up in the morning and decides they want to go shoot up a school. Right. That's you know as we're trying to take a proactive approach, not only to, to take an immediate approach which this funding provides for more law enforcement, uh, more prosecutors, uh, more tools for local governments to help clean up their streets. We're also taking this long-term proactive approach to mental health to try to reduce stigmas, get more treatment, and make sure that people that need help get that help so that, that the, their, their issues don't come out in some sideways manner, uh, especially in terms of violent crime. Yeah, we, we established a kind of, a, if you will, a blue ribbon uh, commission that's uh, being constituted now and is going to come back to the General Assembly with some recommendations on how best to fund and, uh, you know, approach mental health from a policy perspective. I mean, this was led by Representative Wendy Thomas from Bucks County. She had kind of come forward with the idea for of a collaborative mental health care initiative based on something that the University of Pennsylvania Health System is doing now. 
and, and it seeks to kind of treat people holistically. And, you know, I think we know that throughout state government, there's fragmented programs that touch people in, um, in different uh, ways, but we could do a better job of treating people holistically and make, having those programs kind of integrated and, you know, collaborate and share information better. Folks, we made it. That's generally assembled for this week, folks. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. All right. You can find this podcast where all of your favorite podcasts are found, uh, www.pahousegop.com slash my podcast and podcast apps, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, and not Stitcher. Generally assembled. We're losing this.